everyone, and welcome to The Bloke and the Bird Show. We did a show again, and you know... Oops, we did it again? We might actually have to get into... Yeah, I ignored that completely. We I noticed. We might actually have to get into the habit of recording on a weekly basis again. Does that mean that there's racing happening? We have news about that. We do. First, though, before we get to the new news... Well, no, actually, no news is news. good news. Actually, it's all new news. The good, good news. The good new good news. The good news, as opposed to you didn't to get that news. reference either. Did I you? totally got that, Gary. <laughs> Gary Gnu <laughs> with the good news. Good news. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, you have to be of a certain age to get that one. <laughs> anyway, I loved that show. Before we get to the good news we have to deal with the bad news okay so the bad news is that this week officially the japanese singapore and azerbaijan grand prix have been canceled okay everyone who is shocked please stand up right now honestly i'm a little shocked singapore doesn't surprise me and azerbaijan doesn't surprise me but japan kind of does and the only thing that I can think of is under the, the protocols that they're trying to do of these self-contained biospheres, biospheres um, the fact that you don't fly in anywhere close to the track, and, and, and it may be that there's no, even if they chartered flights, they couldn't fly in closer to the track. And I guess maybe hotels are a distance from the track, that maybe that's why they're not doing it. But other than that, I would have thought that Japan would have gone ahead. I mean, I know the Japanese would be very excited to have it, but I have a feeling that the combination of much stricter rules that are happening in mm -hmm. the Far East than are happening in the West. Um, keep in mind, Japan, like Korea, like China, has dealt with SARS before and MERS before. And th this is... They've got like protocol that actually works. So yeah. I'm wondering if it's less uh, self-contained biosphere and more the the policy of the country that's just like, hey guys, we're probably not doing this. I, I don't, and, and it may be that you know teams coming in, they may have had to go into quarantine longer than um, Formula One was willing to allow, and the teams were willing to allow, and that may have been it too. Azerbaijan. At one point, the government was going, yeah, we'll reschedule the race whenever you want. Mm. So I, I'm kind of wondering if maybe that was Formula One going, yeah, we're really not sure we want to come here right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's another problem. Yeah. Um, so those three races are off. Um, I'm, in a way, I'm kind of surprised that Brazil has not been canceled either. That's another one that um both we know logistically it's a challenge to get to the track and do so safely and given the health situation in brazil i'm surprised formula one just hasn't stepped up and said yeah no well i also think that they're trying to hold their hold their options open they haven't canceled the u.s either so we they haven't but i think austin's already said that they they're not expecting the race to happen but, I mean, I think that all of, you know, Montreal being the exception because it happens earlier. Mm -hmm. But I think all of the North America, South America races are just kind of in limbo right now. And, I mean, we all can probably predict. I mean, Mexico is a field hospital right now. Yeah. So, I mean, likelihood is low that those are happening. So, I mean, I'm just not shocked that we're looking at a calendar that is very European-centric. They don't have mm -hmm. to go far. Let's keep it, you know, close and tight. That seems to be the, the, the goal here. And I can't blame them for that. Well, well, we'll talk more about that in a second. Oh, did I jump? Yeah, we haven't announced the other part. So the other cancellations that have occurred. Um, Formula E has canceled their entire season. Mm -hmm. uh, well, the remainder of their season. And the W Series has canceled their season as well. Yes. Um, but the good news is that 
Formula One has confirmed the first eight races of the season with racing to return the weekend of July 5th. Yay! So what we know, and we don't have the deep, and I'm a little frustrated actually at this, we don't have the details on the sessions, but what we know so far is that the season will kick off on July 5th with the Austrian Grand Prix, mm-hmm. followed on July 12th, the following weekend, with the Styrian Grand Prix. Also at the Austrian Grand Prix. Yes. Um, from Austria, the series will go to Hungary for the weekend of July 19th for the Hungarian Grand Prix. Uh, then we, they get a They break. get their first weekend off? The first weekend off, uh, probably some quarantining, that kind of a thing. Uh, and then August 2nd, racing returns again with the British Grand Prix at Silverstone. Followed by August 9th with the Formula One 70th Anniversary Grand Prix at Silverstone. (laughs) Um, Followed on August 16th by the Spanish Grand Prix at the Circuit Barcelona de Catalunya. August 30th, which was the original scheduled date for the Belgian Grand Prix in Spa. And September 6th, the Italian Grand Prix in Monza. Yay! So those two races are unchanged. That's all we know so far. This is, according to Formula One, this is not the final calendar. This is just what they have confirmed so far. And as it stands right now, we have eight races, and Formula One has confirmed that if they went no further than this, we would have a championship season. Yay! Now, you know what the big black hole question is. Okay. How much of this are we going to get to see on ESPN? In theory, we should see all of it. I mean, it's not like they have a whole lot else to show, but, you know, we could be competing with reruns of the 85 Bears season again. There's that. Um, Now, I've updated, and, and this is, and actually, it's not even a conflict for ESPN. Uh, but I've updated the Bloke and a Bird race calendar. If you subscribe to it, you should have the updates with not just the Formula One updates, but the IndyCar updates as well. There's a couple of conflicts again, um, and I won't go through that calendar other than to say that um, there is a return to Indianapolis in August for the Indy 500 mm-hmm. and again in October for a road course race. Um, and the season will wrap up in St. Petersburg, traditionally the opening point of the race. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see that. I am subscribed to the calendar. I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm very sad because you took so long to get the races off the calendar that I keep getting, I wake up on Saturday morning to see that qualifying is happening for, you know, hmm. the... Canadian Grand Prix, Monaco, you know, all of the traditional things that I celebrate with snacks and hours of racing stats. This weekend was originally supposed to be 24 hours of Le Mans. I know. I got that one too. Now, that has been rescheduled to August. Okay. And it's in the race calendar. Thank you. I appreciate it. The remaining two races of the WEC season are there as well. Excellent. Now, we have to start planning because, you know, July 5th being the opening race, that's also July 4th weekend. So We have no fireworks locally, so, you know. All the fireworks are canceled. So the really cool thing is, you know, do I start with ribs and go to brats? Do I start with brats and go with ribs? How do I get the race-themed snacks going? I mean, this is a weekend of, you know, yummy food and race fans. You got two weeks. Figure it out. Well, you're going to have to help. I mean, you have been my sous chef through all of the Corona Bake Off. You got two weeks. Figure it out. (laughs) I think we may have to break down and make the princess cake. I'm all for that. Now, all we have on the calendar is the weekends blocked off. Formula One has not shared 
anything about the sessions, what's scheduled. Um, I did leave in there since Spa and Monza are unchanged from their previous. I'm, I'm assuming that those sessions will be as originally scheduled. Okay. But I don't know. Well, as we know more, if it changes the calendar, I know you'll update it. Mm -hmm. But I think that we are like a go and things are exciting. And I finally feel like 2020 is coming out of the general suck that 2020 has been. We can only hope. So the next question, though, is where does the series go from Italy? Yeah, where does it go from Italy? We don't know yet. We have rumors. Um, so it sounds like Formula One is trying to do another round of back-to-back races in Bahrain. Mm-hmm. One on the traditional circuit that we are used to seeing. At and Formula being bored by, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. Um, but apparently there are multi, almost every configuration of that track is certified for Formula One as a has grade one status. Oh, that's neat. Um, in the past, they have used a slightly longer version of the Grand Prix track. That was back in 2010. And you can see the markings when they go around of where that used to branch off. Ross Braun is saying that actually they're looking at using the outer circuit, which is comprised of mostly fast corners. Mm-hmm. So what this ha- the way this layout works is it leaves the regular Grand Prix circuit at turn f- at the turn four right-hander before rejoining it at turn 13. That's a corner that leads onto a straight prior to the final turns and doesn't include the familiar tight infield section. Um, it's kind of an oval track, which kind of makes me question it. But that's what Ross is saying is they may look at a different light. I, I, I think the idea of them using a different layout is pretty I'm, intriguing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of, well, let's go with the simplest one we can find. Right. I do like, if we're going to have these double headers, change a corner, change something so mm-hmm. that it's not the same race all over again. Now, we have heard we had heard rumors months ago that maybe Silverstone for the second race would be run in reverse. Mm. I have not heard any confirmation that they're doing that for the second race. Interesting. Yeah. Where else Formula One could go? Well, the Algarve circuit in Portugal uh, says that they are in strong negotiations with Formula One on a revive over holding races this year. Uh they think that they won't get a decision until sometime in July. Um, the dates under discussion would be September 27th and o- October 4th. Uh, the first weekend would be the Portuguese Grand Prix, and the second could potentially be the Algarve Grand Prix, reflecting support from the region. Um, that would still leave open the option for another European event on September 13th, um, with right now either Imola or Mugello as the current favorites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the 4.6-kilometer circuit has been used for three F1 groups testing sessions in December of 2008 and January of 2009. Um, Ferrari, McLaren, Renault, Williams, Toyota, and Toro Rosso participated. And the only current F1 driver to take part in those tests was Lewis Hamilton. Interesting. Now, Daniel Ricciardo has raced at at the track uh, in Formula 3.5 in British F3, Valtteri Bottas in British F3, Sergio Perez in GP2, Alex Albin, Charles Leclerc, Antonio Giovinazzi, George Russell, and Lance Stroll all took part in FIA F3 events in 2015. Oh, my. And the last time that uh, there was a Portuguese Grand Prix was in 1996, and that was at Astoria. Mm. Was not at Algarve. Interesting. But I love the idea of getting circuits that we have not seen. Circuits we haven't seen, circuits that the drivers are less familiar with. That the teams are less familiar with. Oh, yeah. I mean, that could really shake things up. I'm excited about that. I mean, 
Okay, if we take our moment to do a little self-reflection, you know, write our self-review <laughs> on the crap fest that is 2020, um, I think we have to start thinking about what has it challenged us to do differently? And this is one of those things. I mean, at the end of the day, if we get a new track, even if it's just one, or we get Emma to actually be able to do <laughs> it again, how awesome will that be? How will we get to talk about the 2020 season? Will it be, you know, I always like to think about, well, what in five years will we say about this one? And, you know, will it be that we talk about in five years, oh, that was a season that got cut short because of the coronavirus? Or will we talk about in, tw- in five years, that was the season that got cut short, but expanded the tracks that we got to see. How exciting was it that it, it shuffled up the grid? Well, well because- see, that's, that's the thing. I think if we get some impressive racing because we've gone to somewhere like Algarve or we've gone to somewhere like Mugello or Imola, that would be awesome. I mean, even... I mean, even changing up the tracks that we've gone to historically, mm-hmm. because we do have these back-to-backs, and it's a matter of getting the races in, and I know that it's a numbers thing, but if just changing up the corners changes up the racing, it shakes it up a little bit, how cool will that be? As long as Lewis Hamilton still wins. <laughs> you know, I have my standards. But how cool will that be? So speaking of Imola, since you mentioned Imola, mm-hmm. And initially when I saw this, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm not reading too much into this. Because the, the, the way it was presented in a lot of media outlets was that Imola's return gets a step closer this week <laughs> as they got their grade one certification renewed. Yay! Now, I'm not necessarily convinced that this means that they're a step closer to hosting a race, because um, I think they've maintained a current grade one certification for the last couple of years. But as it turns out, yeah, Formula One is actually trying to decide whether Imola comes back, whether they go to Mugello. There, there's a couple of options that they're looking for there. Honestly, I kind of wonder if they would also look at doing a back-to-back at Monza as well, because I don't think anything goes on at Monza. Yeah. And we know enough, and I was surprised that we didn't hear that uh, Hungary was a back-to-back because Hungary doesn't get used at all. No, the Hungara ring sits all year long. Think about just the money suck that that would be. Yeah. Mm. But Imola is a step closer. Um, like we, like I said. Uh, it sounds like there, there's been some conversations of possibly Mugello. Now, Mugello, I've heard some concerns about because um, they've done a lot of... They, they host a lot of GP race, uh, MotoGP races. Mm-hmm. So they have, to some extent, neutered that track for cars. They've got a lot of long, paved runoff areas. I don't know if the track is quite as bad as Paul Ricard. <laughs> I hope that it's not. Okay, but just on names tracks tracks alone, mm-hmm. never having seen the layouts, never having seen the runoffs, all of those things, wouldn't you be a little bit more excited if Emma finally gets the nod? Honestly, I would be excited for any track that's that has not hosted a Formula One race in a very long time. Now, Mugello, I don't think that they've hosted Formula One races, but they have hosted testing in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the folks who has driven over at Mugello in testing is Mark Weber. And Mark says that the turns there, in partic- especially in the modern cars, the drivers are going to struggle with them because of the G-forces and the pressures on their necks um, is more than, than they get at almost any other track. Interesting. Which, okay, if it's a more physical track, that should be, Lewis Hamilton should be all over that. I know. And Lewis knows that track. He's ridden motorcycles there. Again, I still, I'm pulling for Emma. I really am pulling for Emma. I'm pulling for both, to be honest with you. I, I think we should have both. 
I don't see with with them trying to make this more of a Eurocentric year. There's no reason to not do all of them. I get that. Yeah. But if I have to pick between the two, my vote's going down for Emma. They have tried so hard for so many years, and they've been the 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 bridesmaid never the bride they have been <laughs> left out and ignored they're the redheaded stepchild i hurt for that track because they keep waving their hand going we'd really like you to come back so one of the concerns uh, that that could be an issue for emily and i don't think it should be this year but it could be so they're talking of possibly september 13th would be the day it would be you know, the, the last event of a back-to-back of Spa, Monza, Imola. Mm-hmm. Um, but the concern there is that MotoGP would have an event at Mizano, which is 100 kilometers away mm. that same weekend. Again, given everything that's going on, I'm not necessarily sure you can really need to worry about it. And I don't even think that Mugello is all that far away from Mizano either. Could they do something interesting with the timing of the race? I don't know. Like, do it in such a way that somebody could go to both? I don't know. Like a Saturday race? But, but the thing is, though, you don't even need to worry because most of these events are being held without fans. Well, if that's so the that's, case, then... that's not an issue. Um, and there's no overlap for the teams. I think it would be a matter of, does FIA rules allow it? Well, at this point, I think FIA rules should allow everything. Yeah. So, do you know who is really hosting for, uh, hoping that Imola gets the race? Imola? Besides them. Who? Alpha Torah. Because that would be their home race? Um, it, it is a close race to them. So, what they... The reason why they want to is they've got the track booked for uh, a filming day, provisionally June 24th. Oh. So, and since it's a filming day, that is with the 2020 car. Mm. So they could, even though it is technically not a test session. They get to drive that it, car It gives on their track. drivers some experience with the car on that track. So they're kind of hoping for it. Um, the reason why they're going to Imola is because Mizano, which is the, the track that's closer to their Fiorano or, or their Fonzia base, um, is already booked for a MotoGP test. Oh. <laughs> Makes sense. I yeah. think they've made a wise choice. Now, the concern about Mugello and why it may not work, um, first of all, it, this year is the first year that Mugello is not hosting a MotoGP race in 30 years. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, but the concern is um, they're not sure they can create the appropriate bubble for the teams. Um, personnel would have to stay in Florence. Florence is a pretty busy city, mm-hmm. pretty big city. And how do you keep them isolated? Now... If they can figure it out in Florence and they can figure it out for Mugello to work, maybe they could figure it out for Brazil. Yeah. But I, I, I don't see that happening. I don't either. You would think that the only way it's going to work in Brazil is if they put motorhomes down at the track. And then that's... I can't imagine them living at that track. No, they're not doing that. Mm-mm. In other news... Mm-hmm. Still on tracks. Um, Monza will be hosting Formula One through 2025. They have extended their deal. And the Hungarian Grand Prix has extended their deal through 2027. Yay! Um, but what will racing look like when we go back? So first of all, we know there's not going to be fans in the stands for right now. Um We've also been told uh, um, they are, Formula One is rethinking both the pre-race pit lane procedures as well as the podium ceremony. Okay. Um, So obviously there's going to be a lot fewer people on the grid Mm -hmm. pre-race because, you know. No fans. No fans, so the celebrities won't be there and all of that. 
Uh, but they're also talking that they will probably further restrict the teams on the number of folks that they can bring out to the grid. So I'm assuming they're going to limit it to drivers and mechanics with folks like team bosses and, and some of the other non-essential folks being told to stay away. I'll be interested to see what happens to press. Will they have to go to a pool system where they only have like a well, comp, you know, will, will Buxton be the only one doing a pit lane walk and everybody has to air his piece? Or will they, will they limit it based on languages and, and specific? I, I don't know. Um, I'm guessing they're going to at the very least limit the number of reporters a single media outlet can have out there Mm -hmm. so that may mean that you know sky can only have two people instead of six yeah i think it'll be interesting to see what happens to like just watch what happens to media coverage but i would not be surprised if we don't see a pooled system where we get a whole lot of will buxton because he works directly for f1 Mm -hmm. and every one of the outlets is either translating what will is doing or whatnot but keep in mind english is the official language of formula one everyone has to operate in english yeah um the other thing that will be going away is the national anthem ceremony Mm -hmm. uh, where all the drivers gather at the front of the grid they will not be doing that this year Uh, and then there's the podium ceremony so right now it sounds like we will not have a podium ceremony which and I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about Monza and how different Monza is going to be because it is so known for that podium over the pit lane or, or over the, the the front straight with the fans. And, and the fans aren't going to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not going to do the traditional podium ceremony. Right now what they're thinking is they're going to line the cars up on the grid with the drivers standing by their cars and a much reduced official party for a podium presentation or, or for a trophy presentation, I should say. They're still trying to finalize that. Some of it is they want to know how it's going to look on TV mm-hmm. and how, how, how they will properly broadcast it. Um, and I expect that it probably will change a little bit, but uh, they are looking to cut down on the number of people present and the ceremonies that go on both pre and post race. Well, you know, it will be very interesting, honestly, given the the quarantining that they're trying to do, this sort of F1 bubble that they're Mm -hmm. creating, how many people are going to be in that bubble that can't leave the bubble? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's one thing to have, you know, once they all are two weeks and, and free and clear, then everybody within the bubble, if they don't leave, they can do anything they want. So, yeah, we won't have fans there, but, you know, they can still have, like, close, tight conversations. Once they hit the two-week, nobody's been infected group, yeah. you know, that kind of a thing. So there could be some interesting um, camaraderie, I guess, that I could see. Um, maybe they can come up with a way to make it very personal without the fans, because when every one of those podium ceremonies isn't for anybody but the fans you yeah. know the the guys that are up there that it, yeah it's fun and awesome for them but it's really about the fans seeing it and and enjoying that so can they make it can you also can you turn it into something that's personal because i think that's what you've got to do to to make it not suck yeah i i don't know we'll, we'll see, see. <laughs> And obviously, they're not going to do the Sunday Drivers Parade, which kind of seems silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they do want to do in replace of that is interview each one of them in front of the garage. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I think they're going to have to really think about how things play on television and what they can do to increase the media um, connection. Because they're not playing to a crowd that's yeah. standing right there. They've got to play to a crowd that's now around the world. Well, I'm sure they're looking very closely at how NASCAR is doing it and how IndyCar is doing it. IndyCar's mm-hmm. had a race already. NASCAR's had, what, three? Mm-hmm. I think they're probably looking very closely at how they're handling it and trying to, to, to cherry pick everything that works best. 
Um, now, Chase Carey does say that there is no deadline to release release the finalized calendar. Okay. Um, they are hoping, like we mentioned, in July, early July, before our first race of the season, our first real race, uh, they are hoping to get it out there. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping that they will also uh, firm up when sessions will be so that we can get those set up too. Um, but there is no deadline for that to happen. Um, Formula One has also said that uh, they do not plan to expand the free-to-watch options mm-hmm. in the reduced season for, for Formula One this year. Oh, of course not. Yeah, that was really disappointing. Um, Chase Carey also said, and this did get a lot of attention, he said that uh, Formula One will not stop races for positive coronavirus cases. Interesting. Even if a driver tests positive, it is not their intention to stop a race. Okay. And I I could see that, to, especially when you really look at what happened in Australia. Mm-hmm. I could see Formula One saying, because Formula One didn't decide to cancel the races just because of a positive test. They canceled the race because the team said, we're packing our toys and going home. Right. So, yeah, he could turn around and say that Formula One won't stop races. But if the teams do the same thing that they did in Australia, they're going to cancel races. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, Chase does say that, like I said... Even if a driver tests positive, they will not cancel races because, well, the teams have reserve drivers. Right. And they should they can just get the reserve driver to come up and drive, and it's no problem. So who are the reserve drivers? I was say, you did some investigative report. I did some, some research here. So the current lineups mm-hmm. over at Mercedes, Formula E dro- driver Stoffel the Flying Waffle. <gasps> we could see Stoffel. Is the Mercedes... Uh, reserve driver. Um, the the team can also call upon Esteban Gutierrez. Okay. We, we last saw him with Haas back in 2016. Stoffel last drove in 2018 with McLaren. Mm-hmm. Over at Red Bull AlphaTauri, Alpha they've got a couple of things here, and it it could get weird for them. So Sergio Sede Camara uh, is the official. Officially named reserve driver for Red Bull and Alpha Tori as of earlier this year. But he is uh, also participating in the Super Formula Series. That could put travel restrictions and make it hard for him to travel to race weekends, depending on whether or not they pull him out of, you know, what Super Formula is doing. Mm-hmm. The other options that he have. Sebastian Buemi, who last raced in Formula 1, with Toro Rosso in 2011, is still one of their reserve drivers. Sebastian Buemi. Sebastian Buemi. The thought, though, is that should Red Bull need a driver for either Max uh, or for Alex, the most likely scenario is that they'll call Pierre or Daniel from uh, Alpha Tori and put the reserve over in Alpha Tori. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, who they'd pick, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The official reserve driver Ferrari, Antonio Giovinazzi. Okay. Um, so he would switch over from uh, Alfa Romeo. But the team also has Pascal Verline on its roster of simulator drivers. Pascal last raced with Salver in 2017. Okay, but if they pull up Giovinazzi, who is... Yeah, well, Alfa refer- Alpha needs somebody. So officially, Alpha's driver is Robert Kubica. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so if Giovinazzi is obligated to go to Ferrari, they could go with Robert. Um, but Marcus Ericsson also had the reserve role last year, and he's tested for the team in Austria. So, you know, they could go that route too. But isn't Ericsson driving an Indy? Uh, I don't... Actually, he may still be driving an Indy. I didn't look it up. He could be. Yeah, your investigative reporting is limited. Well, there were limits there. <laughs> you could have looked it up. You didn't tell me. So how about McLaren? Okay. Sergey Sorotkin uh, was their 
reserve driver last year. Really? I thought he disappeared into the ether. He was the reserve driver. Yeah, I get it. That's that's not a real job, but I get it. But now that McLaren has signed the deal with Mercedes, Mm -hmm. they actually have access to the Mercedes driver pool. Oh. So that means that Stoffel Van Dorn and Esteban Gutierrez could be available to them if they need to drive them. Except Racing Point has the same deal and racing point gets priority oh my so if racing point and mclaren both need drivers racing point gets first choice and then mclaren gets to choose so what you can hope for is that racing point doesn't need both stoffel and gutierrez yeah or worse because you know that mercedes you know works team is going to get priority over everyone so if Valtteri gets sick, because my Lewis is not getting sick, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, Valtteri gets sick, they pull up Stoffel, mm-hmm. and now it's the trickle down of, okay, so then Racing Point needs somebody, they take Gutierrez because that's all that's left, then McLaren's left with... McLaren could try and get Sergei, Sergei Sorokin, otherwise they may be out of luck. Yeah. Because Sergey was their reserve driver last year. We don't know if that deal got renewed for this year. It's interesting. Yeah. But keep in mind, this. I mean, think about it. At what point in our entire reporting on Formula One have we ever cared who these reserve drivers are? That's why they share them. Well, we have cared. We, we've mentioned it in the past. We, we have cared, um, especially when Valtteri hurt his back at Williams for Australia that was one of the big questions was, well, who's got the reserve for them? Mm-hmm. And we all thought, well, they just call Susie Williams. And it turns out that her deal didn't include reserve driving. Yeah, well, we were hoping just because we wanted to hear see mm-hmm. Susie drive. But, but that was the last... Actually, no, it was, that Fernando. was not the last time. Fernando. Um, Fernando was one where they, where they pulled up Jensen. But the other time that we needed... Well, no, you're right. Uh, Stoffel Van Dorn, his first debut uh, with McLaren was for Fernando because mm-hmm. of his back. But we When also, he was concussed or not concussed? Yes, concussed or not concussed. And maybe it was the wind or not. Yeah. Uh, but there was also at Williams two years ago? Yeah, it was two years ago Paul DeResta got called up. Oh, I remember when Duresta. Uh, I think it was her, uh, Hungary. And he didn't have a good outing, but. <laughs> yeah. But I remember that because he was pulled off the press circuit. Yep. To go. So Renault has a big problem. They don't have a reserve driver. Oh, their nominated test and junior drivers that they have, none of them have a super license. Ouch. Yeah, so Renault is got a problem. Okay. Um, Haas has Luis Delatraz and Pietro Fittipaldi okay. as their reserves. Pietro has an IndyCar contract. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Williams, they, they do have access to the Mercedes drivers because they've got the deal. Um, earlier this year it was formally announced that F2 star Jack Aitken is in reserve for them okay so yeah George don't get sick yeah pretty much so last year when George wasn't feeling well in Abu Dhabi um, because they had access to the Mercedes pool Esteban Ocon they went so far as to have a seat fitted for him for the Williams in case he needed to sub in. Oh, wow. They don't have that option this year. No, because he's no longer in the Mercedes pool. Yeah. But he's got to drive, so let's be happy. I mean, Ocon needed to be on He the, did, absolutely. So, cars have hit the track this week. Yay! Um, team. So, officially, teams have two options. Obviously, there's no testing. They can't do that. Um, 
So what teams can do, they can take out the 2020 cars, which I believe are limited to 100 miles, and they can have a filming day. They're, they're, they get two of those. Mm-hmm. Or if they take a car that is older than two years old, they can do unlimited running. Right. So some of the teams are doing a mix. Like we, we mentioned earlier, Alpha Tori's got um, some limited running that they've set up for a, a photo day um, at Imola uh, two weeks yeah, two weeks from now. Um, McLaren apparently can't do it at all. Why can't? Or at least, well, their only option would be to do a film day. They mm. can't take an older car. Why is that? So according to uh, Andre Seidel, uh, he says that uh, because of their recent changes in power unit suppliers, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. So two years ago, would mean it was a Honda. But they don't drive a Honda anymore. They run so. Renaults. So it wouldn't be, and it was a bad car, so what would they learn? Yeah. So basically McLaren says the cars are so different to operate from the Honda engine to the now Renault engine, and the characteristics are so different in the cars, it just wouldn't make any sense. We're not doing it. Well, I can understand that. So McLaren can't get out on the track mercedes was out on the track this week oh with a 2018 car uh one day and they went out to silverstone uh day one was uh tuesday with valtteri botas behind the wheel and lewis hamilton on wednesday okay uh the not just did they go out on the track and run the car in unlimited running in their two-year-old car but they also started to practice and rehearse and test out um the self-contained COVID-19 bubble that they are supposed to do at the track. Oh. So learn the new operating procedures, the new COVID-19 protocols. So they can learn to function in this brave new world. I'm assuming that means the reduced hospitality and minimal meals. It doesn't mean putting the drivers in an actual bubble and making them walk around like bubble boy? No. But I mean, we did I think see the drivers. Re- we did see everybody in face masks and things of that nature. I mean, I think that we've really missed an opportunity to not have the photo, <laughs> the photo op of uh, our drivers in bubbles. No, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. There, 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 there's a point. Yeah, no, we don't need to go that far. Uh, what point is ridiculousness? Yeah. So Lewis says that the team has learned a lot from these new protocols and how they need to function and how they need to operate. Um, and Valtteri was also talking. You know, it was good to get back in the car. It was good to drive. And he's been talking about his future with Mercedes. Obviously, as he says, with the, the shortened series, and especially if he wants to have a chance of winning the Drivers Championship, um, he's got to be on the ball from the beginning and stay there the whole season. Um, every mistake is going to be much more costly. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that he did say is that Mercedes has told him that they are not considering Sebastian Vettel for his seat. Okay, so in our experience of Silly Seasons, Mm -hmm. which is going on almost a decade now, (laughs) how, how much do we believe that? Well, we, we have not heard Toto Wolf come out and say, well, Valtteri's a really nice guy. That's true. Valtteri is not a nice guy, so therefore... We, we, we have not heard the telltale message, uh, the, the international sign for this driver's about to lose their seat. Yeah. <laughs> Being nice gets you a lost seat. Yeah. So we, we have not heard that. And this is coming from Valtteri. He says that the team has reassured him that his seat is not in jeopardy of being given to Sebastian Vettel. Okay. So he is comfortable there and happy with that. Which means, yeah, that's one more team that uh, Seb does not have a chance of getting into. So where could Seb even go at this point? Well, and, and the, best, that up right for the you? best that I can tell, and I'm not even sure if this is even it, so according to the independent, mm-hmm. they say that um, 
Sebastian Vettel has been linked to possibly moving to Racing Point, who will be Alpha, uh, not Alpha Mayo, who will be Aston Martin racing next year. So he would partner with the horrid Lance Stroll? Well, he wouldn't have any problem beating his teammate. Finally. Not that Sergio Perez has any problem beating his teammate, because his teammate sucks. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel about Lance Stroll. Do I need to? Uh, Do I really, really need to? I'm a little confused. <laughs> I'm concerned. So best th- I'm I'm not sure where where or how the independent made this link, but the independent says that uh, Sebastian Vettel has been linked to possibly moving to Racing Point. It may be because of comments that David Cothard made saying that Vettel would be a brilliant asset there. I don't know. I think that that's probably if that's how they made the link that that was a really big stretch yeah i mean yes sebastian vettel would be a fantastic get for racing point or renault or alfa romeo or williams wouldn't be great for for sebastian vettel but it would be great for the teams True. i mean let, let's be clear so the independent went to otmar safnauer who would know whether or not seb could possibly be coming over there and otmar says Seb and I have been friends for a long time. Even before he was a Formula One driver, I knew him. And ironically, he hasn't called me. So I haven't had the conversation. Interesting. Which says to me, no, Sebastian Vettel's not going to Alfa Romeo Racing for 2021. No. Unless Seb gets desperate and picks up the phone and calls Otmar. Because he hasn't done it yet. Exactly. So let's be clear. Um... Racing Point, however, is going to trot out their 2020 car this coming week at Silverstone for a filming day. Okay. So their junior Mercedes, <laughs> their baby Mercedes. Their baby Mercedes? Yeah. We'll see that on the track. Okay. Silverstone. Um, and a little bit of bad news for the Aston Martin team. Uh, their new base that they are building at Silverstone to expand on their facilities is being delayed a year. Uh, Obviously, COVID-19 has delayed construction and delayed their efforts. So that has been held up for a year. Okay, that's to be expected, I think. And our last bit of news. Ross Braun says that we will not have new manufacturers, engine manufacturers. We will not have new manufacturers before the scheduled 2026 rule change. Are you really shocked by that, though? Not completely. I mean, we, we've already heard that Cosworth said that if they, they didn't change the engine significantly, they weren't coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, Audi, Audi, VW, Porsche, they've all said that they're not coming in anytime soon. So, yeah, I, I could see this current formula not being attractive to any of them. I could understand that. I mean, Mercedes has absolutely dominated it. And to come in at this late stage and try to compete with somebody that's got that much experience and Mm -hmm. that much winning experience, that'd be difficult at best. But the big thing here is it's going to be, which means that Formula One's going to screw it up, but the big thing is Formula One really is going to need to settle on what that formula will look like and what that design will look like Ross says at least 18 months. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be even further out than that. I mean, my understanding is Mercedes started working on this engine like six years before it came into play. Right. Based on rumor. Mm-hmm. So Formula One's going to need to really nail down this spec in order for a new manufacturer to come in. I mean, we see, we saw what happened with Honda, mm-hmm. but now they've won races. Now they've won races. Who would have thought that? But now they've won races. I'll tell you who thought that. Christian <laughs> Horner and Dietrich Manischitz and <laughs> and Ron, what's his face? Ron Dennis and Ron Dennis. 
Yeah, but his prediction has he, yet his prediction has yet to come true. That the next one that would beat Mercedes would be a Honda. No, that, it was not a Honda. It was McLaren. It'd be McLaren. That the the next team to win a championship would be a McLaren. No, that has not come true. Um, but nobody has beaten Mercedes yet, so it's true. still possible. However, them shifting to the Mercedes engine is probably going to make it less likely. I don't think so. I don't think so. Why? It's the strongest engine on the grid. And it's been consistently the strongest engine on the grid. If they get the... And we have seen no evidence in the last two years that the engines that go to the customer teams are of a lower spec than what the works teams get. The no, I don't. I think gets. I think Mercedes has been very clear that they don't give them a lower spec. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that because they are working on the the engine, they're intricately linking the performance of the car to that. They have that much more information. They should. We don't know if McLaren can get their design right again, and we know that they've been a, they can design good cars mm-hmm. if they get the design right again they could be challenging in the top three we could see a Merce- we could see a mclaren win a race i will not say a championship a race yes but we could see mclaren drivers on the podium again besides the crazy race in brazil that got carlos sainz on the podium two hours after the podium ceremony yes we could see a McLaren on the podium, provided, you know, some issues happened at the top teams. With when McLaren is Mercedes powered? I think McLaren will still wind up being best of the rest. That's my prediction. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll visit that next year. Yeah. And we'll see where that goes. Because this year they're still on the rental power. Exactly. We'll see how that goes. But in two weeks, countdown begins. It does. Well, no, the countdown has already begun. Yes. But in two weeks, we get to go racing again. Lights out and away we go. (sighs) I've waited so long to hear those words. And on that note, we'll call it a show. We are so glad you came. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. Remember, please discard all candy wrappers and popcorn containers in the nearest trash receptacle. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Are they all gone? Uh, is, is, there, is everybody gone? <laughs> huh? Good. Oh my gosh, my cheeks are killing me. I can't keep smiling like this anymore. I am exhausted. I think I need a break. A little break? Okay. Whew.